0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: This is the Big Ten Show brought to you by Bookmaker, bookmaker bookmaker.eu. For all your gaming needs, check them out today. And by signing up, you get a $100, no strings attached, free bet from our good friends at Bookmaker by mentioning us, the Big Ten Show. Tweet at them at bookmaker underscore eu. And you just let them know you heard about them on the Big Ten Show, and you will get hooked up with a hundred dollar free bet, free bet just for signing up. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, the whole nine yards, first half, second half, quarters, and all kinds of futures, great payouts and great bonuses. Very, very good people. Check them out, bookmaker.eu. Welcome into another edition of the Big Ten Show, brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company, you your healthy hybrid advantage more from your field so you can get more from your family and from football check them out today at Jacobsonseed.com. that is the almost famous adam character i'm the much less famous jeff turn we welcome you in to the first early week edition of the big 10 show that's because we actually have football they put foot on ball and played God sport over the weekend and we have plenty of opinions to react to but adam Before we get started, first of all, you're looking good. You got the polo on. That means something. I still haven't caught on to what it means. Uh, There it is. I got the SDSU Jackrabbits, the Bunnies, the defending champs. Got off to a win this week. I know it's not Big Ten, but shout out to SDSU. But, Adam, I want you to play a little game with me to start, okay? I want you to tell me what is in this can, okay? It's just a can. It just looks like some – what do you think this is?
0: Is it a can of corn by chance?
1: And, 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 you know what? <laughs> if you watched on uh, Thursday night, the mighty, mighty Gophers creamed.
0: Mighty, mighty my butt.
1: They creamed the Oscars and they cracked them and they cracked them in for some creamed?
0: cream of corn. Some Where's cream your of definition corn? of cream. Getting right, lucky baby? and pulling a football rabbit butt out of your rear. Dude, this guy has texted me during the game. Minnesota is pesky. And I'm like, why is he? Oh, yeah, he went to Minnesota. I completely forgot. And then at the end of the game, he wastes like two hours. Very pesky. I dislike both of your comments real quick. <laughs> By the way, we finally are – okay, every Sunday, check out the Big Ten show. Every Wednesday, te- check out the Big Ten show. We're going to have guests. We're going to have our predictions. Today's our reaction. We've been doing shows all summer. Yeah. But now when, it, now when it counts the most, you put a hat on what in the blue hell is going on the receding hairline the bald spot are you self-conscious or something i thought you had all this stuff to brag about what's going on this
1: this is is sunday jt right here okay this is sunday jt uh got the hat on uh lucky i even have a shirt on on sunday jt usually hat no shirt going to you know going to check to make sure i got the saturday mail in my boxers so yeah listen hey you're happy i got the hat on but look 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 just a reminder Right here, baby. Right here. You Cream up those up. Oscars.
0: Dude, you got you to gotta look up Webster's definition of a few words that you just used because we have different definitions of some of those words. Cream. Mighty,
1: mighty, mighty. Mighty, mighty. Yeah. You got to check well, that definition too. <laughs> we're going to start with that game and we'll work our way throughout the landscape of the Big Ten. This is the Big Ten Show. Get brought to you by Jacobson Seed, jacobsonseed.com. You're the Husker guy, man. Um, I went to the University of Minnesota, but there were many days where we would wear the t-shirts of the opposing team up in the metronome because we were so disgusted with what we were watching on the football field. You come from a much more prideful history at Nebraska, and it felt like you know, the Matt Rule era didn't have to get off the, to, to a winning start, but man, it would have been so much better if they did. Looked like they were going to, and then Nebraska, Nebraska, all over themselves at the end. Um, well, why, why don't you? Why don't you explain what you saw there from the Huskers in Game One, Adam?
0: I'm about to Nebraska all over you in that ugly backwards hat. <laughs> you and your loyal fan base wearing the opposing team shirts. All right, here's the deal. All right, Minnesota going into halftime, it really felt like they were not dominated, but like firmly in control of the game. But then you looked at the stats. Nebraska actually had more yards, more rushing yards, averaging over seven yards per carry. And after the first quarter, and this is why it felt like Minnesota was in control of the game. They had the ball for 11 minutes. Nebraska had it for four. Now, as the game progressed, it felt like it switched the other way. By the end, Minnesota only had the ball for one more minute than Nebraska, which basically meant for the last three quarters, Nebraska controlled the game. What happened? Okay, we had more total yards, more rush yards, more yards per carry. Minnesota only rushed the ball for 55 yards, 2.2 yards per carry. Okay, Nebraska had four turnovers. Nebraska had more than twice as many penalties, more than twice as many penalty yards. Okay, and when we basically just needed to seal the game, we literally fumbled the ball, fumbled the game away, unfortunately. And to Minnesota's credit, they didn't play well, but they found a way to win, and unfortunately, the Huskers did the opposite.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately for Nebraska fans, it feels like the same old story, but there's a different guy as your head coach. So there's that what if, how does it happen now with with a loss now going against Colorado, which, by the way, how about those Buffaloes yesterday? Oh, my dear God, man, they scored a lot of points, got the dub, beaten TCU, the team that was in the national championship a year ago uh real quick thoughts i know we're gonna do a lot of preview stuff later in the week man but coming off of that loss and now you got to go play colorado by the way you mentioned since 1940 last time uh a, a nebraska head coach had to make his debut on the road he's got to go two in a row on the road thoughts against Seabus? yeah
0: 1946 to be specific and i say unfortunately because people know even on i have a, a husker show character chronicles and i go on there and i'm as honest as i can be and biased as i can be so when i say unfortunately I'm just mean from a Husker fan's perspective. Sure. If you're a Minnesota fan, you're like, by God, that feels pretty fortunate to us. I mean, unfortunately, I was the first guy to call for our previous head coach to be fired. So to be clear, I try to be as objective as I can be. Now, Colorado, three touchdown underdog, put up 565 yards total offense, 510 pass yards. Okay. Uh, but they don't run the ball very much. 55 yards rushing, 1.6 yards per carry. Okay, Shadur Sanders, Heisman candidate, right out the gate, four TD passes, no no interceptions. Yeah, no interceptions. He doesn't want to run as much as I thought he would, but he doesn't need to, apparently. Four receivers with over 100 receiving yards, and Dylan Edwards. Okay, four touchdowns, three uh, receiving and one rushing. So Colorado, going to play fast, going to score, not going to play defense, not going to run the ball. In reality, they were, they're were they very exciting to watch, and they found a way to win by three, as opposed to Nebraska, who found a way to lose by three. Okay, and we're going to talk more about that game later this week. But props to Colorado. They did some things really well. I think they had the element of surprise. I think they're fun to watch, and I do think they still have a whole lot of things to work on. You know, shockingly, one game into Deion Sanders' tenure as head coach.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. We'll preview that game later this week on The Big Ten Show. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, of the Believe podcast network course on Bally's and on SI.com. Let's move on to the three teams that we both talked about prior to the season starting, being the three that we thought would be one, two, three in the Big Ten East. Oh no,
0: no, 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 no. One of us, one of us said Iowa's gonna win the Big Ten. I'm holding you to that all year. All that's year, not what right. I said. You to gotta that. listen, Adam. I said no, no, the, no, no. The, You said <laughs> they're gonna beat Michigan,
1: the Big Ten. I understand and they're gonna the, win the Big Ten. That's what you said. I, I'm not changing that. All I, I said is we're moving on to the teams that we thought would finish one, two, three in the Big Ten East. Okay, oh, so no, geez. I wasn't. I, I wasn't getting off. off my Iowa. Sorry. Iowa. roll. rolled. Families. Iowa roll We're going to get to the Hawkins. They rolled. 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 Dude, okay.
0: You need to study Webster so bad. Go ahead.
1: What's Webster's when you got the Jeff Turn dictionary? You don't need that. Okay. So, exactly. Facts don't matter to Jeff Turn. Here we go. They just get in the way of my opinion. <laughs> uh, <No so>, <laughs> End your opinion. There you go. That's right, man. All right. So Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, all one big yesterday. Uh, for you, who was the most impressive? Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan? So Penn State was the most explosive. All right. And give
0: give West Virginia credit. West Virginia they they rolled in their game. They were trying to play physical ball. They're outmatched. They don't have the talent. They don't have the speed. They haven't recruited as well. But they were prepared. They were ready. Penn State's just too explosive. Drew Aller, okay? Going to be good. The guy is a true sophomore. He's uber talented. You got two sophomore running backs that are incredibly talented. So, here you go. All right, 478 yards. Most most total yards of yards the three teams we're going to talk about here. Most points, 38 points. They won 38 to 5, 478 total yards. Okay. Drew Aller looked calm. He looked poised. He looked in charge. 325 pass yards, three touchdowns, no INTs, 21 to 29. And then the running backs, Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen, both averaged over five yards per carry. West Virginia just couldn't match Penn State's firepower. And then you look at Ohio State. They had the opposite. They scored 14 total points on offense. They don't have – I mean, they do have their starter. But Ryan Day came out and said, it's going to be an ongoing battle. And this isn't a Colt McCoy versus uh what was it? Phil Sims son.
1: A uh, Jeff Sims. Was it Jeff Sims?
0: Phil yeah. Sims
1: son. No, Jeff Sims is not his son. Let's keep guessing on the Sims, okay? Can we Chris do Sims. some more Chris Sims? I got it. I wrote do it down more- here.
0: Which Sims it was? Which it's Chris <laughs> Sims. It's not a major Apple Who's an established quarterback at Texas versus the number one recruit in the country, which was Chris Sims at the point of true freshman? It's not that you know. It's not a talented guy coming up and a a guy who's been there for a long time. This isn't a slash. You don't have a pocket quarterback and an option quarterback with two different skill sets. This is nobody's taken the bull by the horns yet. Nobody has been uber impressive as their starting quarterback at Ohio State, and that's their biggest issue. They only gave up three points to you know mighty Indiana. There's your Webster's Dictionary there, but their offense. I mean, you look—you look at their the the two best receiving, uh, the best receiving core, and two of the best receivers in the entire country, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka, had 34 yards combined. I don't think that's on them. Ohio State has some is- has some issues they need to address. Yes, you can say they rolled, okay, if you'd like to, but they got some things they got to fix on offense.
1: Yeah, Michigan wins 30 to three over East Carolina. Ohio State 23 to three over Indiana and Penn State over West Virginia, Virginia 38. To fifteen, JJ McCarthy looked solid, man. Three touchdowns in that game. Michigan's quarterback situation is clearly attacked. But Kyle McCord, it was like a wah wah. The 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 pick, the two hundred and some passing yards wasn't a great day there. Aller had three TDs as well. I mean, you look at Aller and McCarthy, they're on on a certain level, and then there's you know a, a big drop off to where Kyle McCord played yesterday for Ohio State. Penn State was the most impressive to me because they went up against another Power Five and one by 23, um, I, I think at the end of the day, Penn State is going to have a big, big year. It's just got to get past Ohio State and Michigan to have it. Adam, let's and move on. Real quick, Go ahead. Real quick. Go ahead. it
0: is a long season. I don't want to start bashing Ohio State's quarterbacks. It's a long season. Hopefully somebody steps up if you're a Buckeye fan. Kyle McCord is 20 of 33 passing, 239 pass yards. Didn't throw a TD pass and had one INT. So obviously there's some room for improvement. No need to hit the panic button yet but there has to be a sense of urgency if you're looking at Michigan and McCarthy and you're looking at Penn State and Aller and you're sitting there as a Buckeyes fan.
1: Exactly, man. I think there's more panic too if the expectation is to win a national championship versus just try, like, there shouldn't be panic, I don't think, in Nebraska because the goal wasn't to win a national championship. I'm just saying in general, when you lose a game early and the expectation isn't to win a national championship and and you don't have to compare yourself to the elites like Michigan and like Penn State, but yeah, there certainly should be some panic uh, not to the point where you're pushing the button, but you're getting close to putting the finger on the button there at, at CBUS. All right, let's move on. Wisconsin and the Luke Fickle era is underway, and they trotted out and scored 38 points. What make of the offense that you saw from Wisconsin against Danois' pesky Buffalo?
0: Yes. Uh, dude, I was so annoyed when you sent me those texts. It was like so simplistic and to the, it was, it was like the perfect way just to push my button in that moment. It was just, it was very annoying. All right. (laughs) Well, let let me put my final thoughts on Michigan because JJ McCarthy. Oh,
1: sorry. I I moved on too quickly for you.
0: No, you're good. It was 23, nothing at halftime. Okay. And then the final score was 30 to three. Okay. And that's only because East Carolina hit a last second field goal to avoid being shut out for the first time since 1997, but J.J. McCarthy was 26 to 30. That's an 87% completion percentage. Okay, so if you've got running backs like Blake uh, Corum, Donovan Edwards, and they split carries, but they totaled 110 yards, okay, and then you're going to complete that amount of balls. They're going to be much tougher to beat this year. When you look at Wisconsin, all right, air raid, we're spreading it out. But we're gonna we're gonna have 503 yards of offense, but it's gonna be 314 rush
1: yards. And, and their leading yards. rusher goes for 157 with two yes. touchdowns. So it yes. wasn't like it was just all oh, me, dude. Half the yards came from one guy. Had that huge 89-yard touchdown run for a touchdown. But yeah, man, I mean, it was it was it looked like a lot of the same old from Wisconsin.
0: Well, and that's kind of what I mentioned when I predicted Wisconsin to win the West, which is not like the strongest confidence pick I've ever had in the world. But I'm like, Luke Fickle's a good coach to begin with. That program's not all of a sudden in the crapper. It's still a good program. They're just going to tweak the offense, and they're going to do it smart and gradually because they've got a ground and pound to begin with. Okay, they have a transfer, a quarterback, and hopefully he'll eventually get better. He wasn't uber impressive, okay, 189 pass yards, okay. But you could see the tempo. They want to play with tempo. They didn't huddle much throughout the game, especially in the first half. But, of course, they're going to run the ball, okay? You look at – you mentioned Chase Malusi. okay, 157 rush yards. He's the speed back. Two yep. touchdowns, 89-yard touchdown run that you uh, alluded to where he basically navigated through the entire defense on his own. And <laughs> yeah, then you got Braylon did. Edwards, who's the power. They got their thunder and lightning, 141 rush yards, two more TDs, and he caught seven passes. Okay, so he's a threat out of the backfield now as well to catch the ball. Quarterback Tanner Mordecai, as I mentioned, there's going to be a growth period from him as well. But Wisconsin in the third quarter alone had 150 rush yards. They're still Wisconsin. And that's why I give them the early nod in the in the Big Ten West, but we'll see how it progresses throughout the season.
1: Yeah, certainly a, a nice start there for the Luke Fickle era as they defeat Buffalo 38-17. to 17. Next, let's move to Purdue because of all the, the Big Ten teams that played uh, non-conference opponents, the only one, to ultimately lose was Purdue losing 39-35 to to Fresno State. And I think we we talked about this with Purdue all offseason. Ryan Walters came in there because he was really good at coaching defense. And Purdue already had been really good at scoring points. And the problem what they ran into a year ago when they sort of backdoored into the Big Ten title game is they had no shot to win that game because their defense couldn't stop a fly. And now you go up against Fresno State, we're not talking about you know the 1999 uh, Miami Hurricanes here, or the 2001 Hurricanes, or any great Hurricanes team that put up a lot of points. We're talking about Fresno State. So, uh, you know, 39 oh, points. He's
0: Miami, and I fell asleep. My apologies. <laughs> Go 30, ahead.
1: 39 points for Fresno <laughs> State. Uh, what'd you What'd you make up of the Purdue debut for Ryan Walters giving up four touchdowns through the air for that defense?
0: All right. once again, just to put a, a, a button on what we just talked about, okay, Mordecai, the SMU transfer. And, again, if I'm a Wisconsin fan, I'm not hitting the panic button, but I think there's more of a sense of urgency there because you're really counting on one guy to step up, whereas Ohio State, you at least have a couple of options, two INTs, one touchdown. Now you go to Purdue. Okay, and you mentioned it. Ryan Walters played defense at a Power 5 level. He's been a defensive coordinator multiple spots. Purdue's known for scoring over the years. Right. They don't happen to play him a whole lot of defense over the years, and that's what he's been brought in to address. And it's one game into the season. Let's not get crazy. Okay, but here, think about this. The Boilermakers paid Fresno State $1.35 million to come into West Lafayette and then lose the game 39-35. to 35. All right, the Bulldogs with 31-44 on pass attempts. They outgained Purdue 487 yards to 363. Okay, and they had 371 pass yards, four touchdowns, and they actually dominated the time of possession. How often does a team that passes the ball that much dominate the time of possession? They had the ball more than 13 minutes more than Purdue did, and it's really one of those things where it was the third downs. Fresno State kept converting. Purdue couldn't get them off the field, and then when Purdue's offense was on the field and third downs came up, Purdue couldn't convert anywhere near as much as they needed to. It was all about extending drives for Fresno State, which allowed them to score, and Purdue could not extend those drives. Okay, and so for me, that that was the biggest thing that stuck out to me about the game was third down conversions, the ability to convert it for the Bulldogs, and the inability for the Boilermakers to do so. And that's why Fresno's one and zero, and Boilermakers are on one.
1: Yeah man they couldn't get off the field all day and they were just torching them in those you know in those positions where you sort of knew the pass was coming and they could not stop it. We're talking about Fresno State, we're not talking about Big 10 opponents and it could be a long year for that defense if that's what they look like as they get into conference play because Ryan Walters was brought there to make them a better defensive team because they already were scoring the offense.
0: I do think I mean Purdue's offense when you look at them they they did some okay things. They I mean they were kind of very average, very mediocre. Wasn't great, wasn't bad. Purdue wide receiver Deion Burks did have 152 yards receiving, averaged 38 yards per catch, and had two touchdowns. So there is a bright spot there, at least for Purdue on offense. All
1: right, Adam Carricker. I am Jeff Turn. This is the Big Ten Show. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, the Bleed Podcast Network, our good friends at Ballys and Si.com. Brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company, your healthy hybrid advantage. If you're a farmer out there listening right now, give them a call and make sure that you tell them you heard them on the Big Ten Show. Our good friends over there will at least get you the information to make an educated decision on what you could potentially do to make your field the healthy hybrid advantage. All right, Adam, um, Iowa—they whopped Utah State twenty-four to fourteen. I mean, a flat beat down. All right, the Aggies were sent back to the mountains after the Cornhuskers. Oh, excuse me, the the Hawkeyes who got the win. Sorry, I was thinking whopped and losing and can Huskers
0: of corn. You don't court. know what you're talking about, apparently. Iowa,
1: baby, <laughs> K. McNamara, two touchdowns through the air, looking like you know Unitas in his prime, and uh, the 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 Hawkeyes get the dub, <laughs> 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 twenty four <laughs> to fourteen. What'd you make of Baby Ferrante's offense and the Hawkeyes with <laughs> the
0: win? Oh, I've got a whole list here. First of all, he's on the road to being fired. Twenty-four is not twenty-five points, so he's he's done. You might as well just fire him already. Let's the let
1: ahead. me let me explain something. I think the way that the contract reads is that the contract becomes void if he doesn't get to those. All they're gonna do is restructure his deal and just give him what He's gonna void his deal and get a new one, just as our as our guy David Eichholt was telling us. No matter what, that deal probably gets redone. So I'm not so worried about the points. Uh, They won by double digits, Adam.
0: Yeah, I'm – okay, we're just going to ignore your molly whopping and all that other molly crap. Here we go. So Iowa – all right, let's just look at these stats. First downs, Iowa had 19. Okay, Utah State 17. All right. You know actually I have this flipped. I wrote this down wrong. First downs, Utah State had 19, Iowa 17. Total yards, Utah State 329, Iowa 284. Pass yards, Utah State 213, Iowa 196. Rush yards, Utah State 116, Iowa 88. Yards per carry, Utah State 4.8, Iowa 2.4. The only thing that Iowa won was time of possession. And All the scoreboard. They got outgained, outrushed, out out everything. Okay. except so outscored. So hey, I, they won the game. They 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 did not cover the spread, which you said they would on our last show. So Touchdown, Cade, not, Cade
1: is what I'm calling him. Touchdown, not Cade. Even
0: close to covering that score, which I said they would not. By the way, okay, Cade McNamara. Now this is an individual who's playing with a quad injury, and quad injuries they can be quite difficult. I've had them in the past myself, especially when you get a deep thigh bruise. Man, those things can be painful. It can be stiff. It can be hard to move. So he wasn't a hundred percent. Okay. Uh, daddy Ferentz has, I don't know if I like that. We're going to go with Brian. Uh, uh, <laughs> Kirk Ferentz, I'm sorry. You calling Kirk your daddy is the highlight. As soon as it came out, yeah. I didn't like it. Uh, Kirk Ferentz even said, it's going to be a week to week thing. He's probably going to have to battle it throughout the entire season. Okay. So K through 191 yards, 6.4 yards per completion, not exactly threatening the defense vertically a ton, but he's, battling an injury two touchdowns okay now he did throw a touchdown pass on the hawkeye's second play from scrimmage now this was an interesting stat this is the first passing touchdown on an opening series of the season in kirk ferentz's 25 years as hawkeye's head coach and the first for an iowa team since 1991 now in jeff turns dictionary that's the definition of explosive can I give you the – you know what, the, you know what that ahead. is?
1: They're on, their way, they're on their way to making a lot of history this year. That's what they're starting is off it with. Is? That's what okay. they're doing. Starting. Okay. A lot of history for that Hawkeyes team this year. Started in week one. Started in series one, actually.
0: So, really, if you watched the game and if you, if you paid attention to it, Utah State, they didn't exactly get Wapped. You could argue they did a lot of things better than Iowa. But here's why Iowa won the game. Utah State killed themselves. Ten penalties. Five, five, five personal foul penalties. And Iowa, much like Nebraska, laid the ball on the turf, and Iowa did it twice, twice, and Utah State didn't recover recover either fumble. So props to Iowa for finding a way to fumble but not give the game away somehow. All
1: right, man, we got about a minute left in the show. We'll check in on all these teams and the matchups next week, later on this week on the Big Ten Show. But, Adam, I do got to give you credit because in our first Big Ten parlay – You had taken Ohio State, Penn State, and Utah State to cover. That's a molly whopping. Two of the three covered. I only got Penn State to cover as I took. uh, Excuse me. I take that back. Wait a second. We both went two and three. I forgot Indiana covered. I had Penn State. Yeah, but, But we go to the tiebreaker. Total points, Michigan ECU. You went with 54. I went with 55. You win because of the tiebreaker. Week one win goes to adam that's All right, Molly
0: got- Wappen domination right there
1: we got to get the heck up out of here uh until we meet again remember children eat your vegetables uh <laughs> as another page is turned here on the show that's adam Carricker. i'm jeff turn we'll see you later on in the week y'all that show was brought to you by bookmaker our good friends at bookmaker can get you in the game with live bets parlays and more check them out today at bookmaker.eu sign up it's free and when you do tell them that you heard them on the big 10 show tweet at them at bookmaker underscore eu and they'll put a hundred dollars in your account just for starting all kinds of wonderful bonuses quick payouts and more check them out today at bookmaker.eu our good friends said, bookmaker will get you in the game